0: An audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. Hello, dear listener. Thank you for sharing a few minutes of your time with me as we continue looking back at the IFSC's 2015 Boulder World Cup season, whatever you want to call it. Retro reflection, throwback, cranking out the classics, playing the old hits. It's a journey we're taking together, and it's a good one. And we're going to throw you a little curve again right away with this second stop on that 2015 season. Because just like starting the season off was a twist in Toronto, we are now in Vail, Colorado for today's episode. These Vail World Cups usually came more at the end of the season, but we're checking this one off the list early. Checking Vail off the list early in this 2015 season. The date of the final round was June 6th, 2015. Once again, this Vale World Cup is part of the Mountain Games Festival. And because I looked into the music of the Mountain Games Festival for last season, 2014, I looked into the musical acts for this 2015 season. Carl Denson's Tiny Universe, G-Love and the Special Sauce, those were among the performers. And here's a unique aspect. This this is from an article from back then, 2015. Quote, as title sponsor of the Mountain Games, GoPro will outfit athletes and musicians with cameras and mounts to capture unique POV content of their festival experience. So there's some clever camera work going on for these Mountain Games. Sadly, we don't see any of that, like an athlete's point of view, a climber's point of view or something like that for this, for this world cup it would have been kind of interesting, but we don't get it. Adrian Battersby is once again on the call. He's joined by Alex Johnson at the commentary table. Let's jump right into the finalists, the list of this, the men and the women, because there are some big things to talk about in that department. First, the women finalists, Megan Moscarenus from the USA. She was 17 years old at this time. We saw her briefly last season, and here she is again in a finals. Alex Johnson on commentary says Megan Moscarenus is, quote, the epitome of a dark horse. And Alex Johnson also says a little anecdote that at the USA Climbing Team Training Camp that happened just a few weeks before this veil World Cup, Megan Moscarenus quote, outclimbed all the boys and all the girls every round of every day. That's what Alex Johnson said. So uh, Megan Moscarenus definitely one of the finalists to keep an eye on here. Other finalists, Margot Hayes of the USA. That's a new name for us. Margot was 16 years old at this time, and this was only her, her third ever World Cup. Also, we get Shauna Coxie of Great Britain, Anna Stor of Austria, and Miho Nanaka and Akio Noguchi of Japan. So, what a mix. That's a great lineup with you have a veteran like Anastor who was 27 years old at this time, legendary, incredibly credentialed, and also some of the fast rising stars in Miho Nanaka. Megan Mascarenhas, like we said, Margot Hayes. And there's a bit of news here, too. Alex Puccio was not in the results of this whole event because she actually suffered a really bad knee injury when she was dismounting a boulder here at Vail, just warming up. She was hopping down from the top of the boulder and. Alex Johnson and Adrian Battersby discuss this a little bit as the athletes, or as the finalists are coming out. They talk about whether there was some overtraining going on that maybe contributed to the injury, such a fluke injury during during a warm-up. Uh, Alex Johnson mentions maybe there was a little bit of malnourishment. Now, these are not accusations being made by Alex Johnson or Adrian Battersby. I want to make, make that clear. But Alex Johnson does put that out there and admits that she's probably uh, opening a can of worms that's how she says in even mentioning something like malnutrition. Anyway, like I said, it doesn't impact the results here, it doesn't impact these finals in any way, but hugely unfortunate since Alex Puccio was definitely a big force on the circuit at this time and this injury would it actually keep her out of action for like half a year, something like five months. So a major development. On to the men finalists. Jason Holowatch of Canada making his first ever finals. He's 29, I believe, at this point. So props to him. Sean McCall makes the finals, also of Canada. Nathaniel Coleman of the USA, still clearly in solid form following up on that podium place that we just saw in Toronto this same season. Jan Hoyer of Germany, who was ranked number one in the world at this time, so he's certainly the, a big big one to watch here. Adam Andra of the Czech Republic, Dmitry Sherefutnov of Russia, and Kokoro Fuji of Japan. So if you were counting, you see yet again we have that oddity of seven men finalists instead of the normal six finalists due to tied scores. And the mega news that we learn here as they're going through these men's finalists on the live stream is that Killian Fischuber, the mainstay of so many previous seasons, finals, and a, a total legend in his own right. I mean, just one of the all-time greatest to ever compete on these World Cups, if not the greatest. You can make that argument. He's retired from World Cup competition, so we won't see Killian Fischuber anymore. He won't be around for this 2015 season or any seasons to come. So quite the void left there with Killian Fischuber's announcement. Let's start the climbing right away, too, because there's something pretty noteworthy that happens on the on the wall right as this final round is set to begin. All the finalists that we just mentioned, they, they come out, they get to preview the boulders, and then they are funneled back into isolation. But then Percy Bishton, who was the head route setter for this event, he gets on a ladder and he starts tweaking the first men's boulder. Keep in mind, these are changes being made to the boulder and to the holds after the climbers have already previewed the boulder and then gone back to, to behind the stage. So, uh, it's a... Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a controversy. A- Adrian Battersby and Alex Johnson definitely do a good job of presenting this as, as a pretty significant thing, though, to change the boulders at this point in the round. Fortunately, for all involved, it doesn't prove to be much of an issue Percy Bishton he takes off one of the volumes near the top of the wall and then he puts it back in, maybe just tightening it or something. Alex Johnson says maybe he was adding a set screw to the volume. So it doesn't, doesn't really change things. No big deal, but it does certainly increase the tension a little bit to begin. It, it, it becomes kind of this early dramatic point to see Percy rushing up there and taking off that hold and then putting it back on. Okay. Onto the boulders themselves. Men's one features a vertical crack. There are two triangular volumes pushed together. It's a bit of a slab with some dual text footholds. Jason Hollowatch gets up this after a couple of attempts, and then the rest of the men get up it too. So tops all around on this first men's boulder. Women's one features a straight up trio of big sloper volumes. Megan Moscarenas makes herself known with a flash of this boulder. She shows a good mix of kind of hugging those sloper volumes and tracking her feet with some precise locked-in heel hooks and just a a good showcase of some flexibility from Megan Moscarenas on this boulder. Adrian Battersby on the commentary, he's got a great call when Megan tops it, he says, It's absolutely incredible. What a start for Megan Moscarenas. So thumbs up to Adrian for really uh, getting the buzz going here. Miho Nanaka flashes this boulder too. and But that's it. After the two of them, Megan Moscarenas and Miho Nanaka, nobody else gets to the top of this. On to the second boulders. Men's two has a like leaning, straight arm press, kind of mantle or straight arm press into a swing for a higher handhold. Some men get to the bonus, but the the boulder really stops a lot of men in their tracks. Adam Andra ends up being the only top on this thing. Women's 2 also has its own mantle move. It goes snugly up a dihedral, and then from there the competitors squat or maybe walk if they can, on a pair of volumes. It kind of traverses to the right. Again, this boulder is highlighted by a flash from Megan Moscarenes. So it's beginning to to look like maybe Megan Moscarenes is not a, quote, dark horse, as was said at the beginning of this live stream, or or not an outlier for this finals at all, but maybe a clear favorite. Miho Nanaka does not top this one. So Miho loses a little bit of ground to Megan Moscarinas here. Most of the other women do top this boulder and the body position for at the top is it's a it's something cool worth worth noting. They the women get completely horizontal and their feet are kind of pushing off this sidewall. But it is all Megan Moscarinas at this point. So let's do a midway score check. I hate to belabor the point, but Megan Moscarenes is just rolling through the competition. She rolled through those first couple of boulders in the women's division, and she does lead pretty handily so far. Uh, she's the only woman to top both of those, those early blocks. In the men's division, there's a little more of a jumble. Adam Andra is in first place. But below him, it's really up for grabs. And it kind of feels like it is still anybody's game. Anyone could really shine to to take a lead here. Third boulders, men's three. It's a bit of an overhang. The crux is kind of getting on top of a big sloper volume. Jan Hoyer and Nathaniel Coleman flash this boulder. So finally, we're seeing that jumble in the men's division, that jumble in the scores break up a little bit. Adam Andra, who was leading, he tries everything. He puts on, he's got a different shoe on each foot. He throws in a figure four on that big sloper volume at some point, but he just cannot top this thing. So he's still high up in the mix, uh, but Jan Hoyer and Nathaniel Coleman are now up there too. Women's three is, it's an overhang. It's got some some pinches, a couple of pinches that the competitors have to really crab-claw, just squeeze, squeeze to stay on the wall. It gets flashed by Akio Noguchi and Shauna Coxie, but Megan Moscarenas should unflash it. She takes a couple of attempts, so she remains remains ahead on the scorecards. On to the final boulders, last but not least. Men's Four has a pair of really vicious two finger pockets going up and then it has a 360 campus move in there too it looks super tough especially when you see kind of the lower sections and some competitors go through that low beta with the pockets and whatnot but it does end up getting flashed by several of the men and most of the men end up topping it Jan Hoyer is one of those flashes so that concludes a really marvelous round for Jan Seems like Nathaniel Coleman is in good standing too. We'll check that out when we look at the podiums here momentarily. Women's four. So this the story has been all Megan Moscarenas. She doesn't realize it, but she's actually won this competition when she comes out to climb this fourth boulder, even without climbing it. She's already won. Uh, the scores have aligned that she's already done enough. It's another steep boulder. Turns out nobody tops this one, but Megan Moscarinus and Shauna Coxey get a bonus, get the bonus, so they they do kind of extend their their scores a little bit. Here's the podium. The men's gold medal goes to Jan Hoyer of Germany. He had three tops in total, two of which were flashes. So just spectacular stuff from Jan Hoyer. Silver medal goes to Nathaniel Coleman. Also had a couple of flashes. He was not that far behind Jan at all on the score. They were really, really close. So uh, just a marvelous final round for Nathaniel Coleman. And the bronze medal goes to Adam Andra of the Czech Republic. The women's podium gold medal goes to Megan Moscarenes. Didn't feel in doubt at all, really, once this round kind of got going. She was the only woman to get three tops. Second place, silver medal, goes to Akio Noguchi, who had two tops, and the bronze medal goes to Shauna Coxey of Great Britain. This event is all about Megan Mascarenas. All of a sudden, it feels like she is a new star, superstar, not only on the American scene but on the international scene too. We heard at the beginning the way Alex Johnson was singing her praises as a dark horse, something of a youthful phenom, and that was just proven to be true throughout this round. On a personal note, I remember this very vividly because all of a sudden after this competition at Vale in 2015, suddenly everyone was talking about Megan Mascarenas. There was just so much buzz about her because of this performance in particular. And it was really enjoyable panning out a little bit because it threw a wrench. And I I say that in in a good sense. It threw a wrench in everyone's expectations for this 2015 season and expectations of who the standouts were going to be for this 2015 season. And with that, we'll leave Vale, at least for this season. But we will return soon, to another city somewhere on the planet for another final round on another episode of Past Podiums. See you soon. Real quick before we get out of here, thanks again for listening. Also thanks to Audio Coffee for doing the music. And if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about, you can find it on the International Federation of Sport Climbing YouTube channel. See you next time.